What's going on, everybody? We're back. Weird Wednesday, Volume 12, December 30th. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, and I don't know if you were going to bring this up or not, but I wanted to say uh, congratulations because this is our final podcast of the year 2020. The next time you hear our voices, it will be 2021. Let's go, dude. Wow. That's what pretty a time. crazy. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what, a, what a time to be listening to a podcast. Hey, amen to that. So uh, that's the, the long roundabout way of me saying I'm doing great on this Wednesday. That's what we like to hear. How are that's you? What we like to hear. I'm doing. I'm doing good. Okay. I wouldn't say great. We we <laughs> just got new phones. I've been at Best Buy for past two hours. Not fun. <laughs> Not a fun time. It's uh, speaking of the new phones. I was saying this to you earlier. It's weird what things transferred over and what things didn't. Like, it logged me out of all my emails, but it kept on the three alarms I have set for the morning. Yeah. Like, what's the deal with that? want to make sure you're up in the morning, man. <laughs> you can't check your email if you don't get up in the morning. Boom. You're not and wrong that's there. That's a fact. <laughs> all right. What do we got today? Okay. So, I kind of told you this earlier. We got an oldie, but a goodie. And it is probably the conspiracy theory I believe in the most. Like, wholeheartedly. So I'm assuming that I've heard about this from you? Yes. Okay. It is uh, I, a lot of other conspiracy theories were like, I'll be like, eh, like this sounds like pretty interesting and everything like that. But like, if you had to like, if you were like bet money on this being true, I pretty much all of them, I'd be like, all right, it's probably not true. This one, like you could probably convince me to bet some money on this. Oh, okay. So we are talking Atlantis. Oh yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where yeah, yeah. is Atlantis? Did it exist? If it existed, where where was it? What happened? Why is this such like a, a a fabled story? Where did it start? Everything like that. We're talking about it. And let me tell you, like I said, gets pretty crazy, and I wholeheartedly believe in this conspiracy. Okay. Okay. So we got to talk about did it even exist in the first place? Uh, many uh, modern day historians believe that it's just kind of like a myth and that Atlantis never actually even existed as a city. It wasn't actually real. It was just talked about and, you know, kind of made up okay. in a way. So then where does this story come from if it's a so-called myth? So it comes from these two guys, Plato and Solon. So Solon was Plato's great uncle six generations above him. Holy cow. Okay. So very, very great, far. Great uncle times six. Up, yeah. Um, and he, Solon was one of the first people to uh, speak about the city of Atlantis. And not many people, you know, at the time had ever really like heard about it or, you know, saw it. And, and, and the reason for is that the timeline of this, Atlantis was a very, very, very ancient city. And I'll get into the timeline. Okay. So you're thinking to yourself, how does Solon get all this information about, you know, Atlantis in the first place? You read my mind. He goes to Egypt because Egypt had the longest documented history on basically everything. So he goes there and he gets his information from a high Egyptian priest that translated hieroglyphics and even said that Egypt itself was a colony of Atlantis. So you're thinking about it right now. You're like, man, I thought Egypt was, you know, in Africa. How could it be a colony of Atlantis? I thought Atlantis was this, you know, seafaring island. That's what I see all the time. It's right. underwater. It's, you know, 
it's Aquaman. It's all this kind of stuff. Okay. So why do people think that it's, you know, underwater? So Atlantis had always been said to be very uh, seafaring. They were good with, you know, boats and everything like that. And I'll get into it later when I'm talking about the actual city of Atlantis. But you see all the pictures of it and everything like that. It is said to have alternating circles of land, water, land, water, land. As kind of the like way a, that kind of like a bullseye. Yeah, as the way that their city was designed. So okay. everyone is also, you know, like, oh, it's, you know, water, water this, you know, Atlantis, Aquaman, everything, everything, everything. So people think it's now underwater because Plato wrote in one of his books, in a single day and night of misfortune, the island of Atlantis disappeared into the depth of the sea. That was from Plato. From Plato. Okay. Which is, um, like I said, Solon, one of his ancestrals. Yes. Um, but uh, Plato gets all this information because Solon took a lot of like very detailed notes about what he was finding out. And this is where he kind of gets into it. Okay. And the notes that Solon had wrote were not public knowledge. Plato was the one who put it into public knowledge. Okay. And you also got to take into account that both Plato and Solon were very well-respected, like, fizzy, like, like philosophers, yeah. thinkers. Yeah. So yeah, they, yeah. it's not like they're just like two like kooks over here by the side. <laughs> like, oh yeah. There was this crazy city called Atlantis. It's not like, like it's uh, Michael and Jack cracking yeah. open some Miller lights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These are very well-respected and educated people that are writing about this. Okay. So now we're going to be, now we're going to get into the, like, could it have existed? And you know, where could it have existed? So this is, this is where I get into the conspiracy theory part about this, the theory on it. The one that I believe pretty much wholeheartedly is, is true because as you'll find out, I'll run down all these facts and all these similarities and you're like, all right, there's no way this isn't true. Okay, let's hear so it. So where could it be? The Rakat structure in Northwest Africa in the Sahara Desert. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I know what everyone's thinking right now. In the Sahara Desert, there's no way that this, you know, sea-bearing city is is in the Sahara or was in the Sahara Desert. So, uh, first of all, take a minute and look up the Rakat structure. If you look at it, you can see circles that go the bullseye. big time small, big time small, and it looks like kind of like dips where like water could have been. Yep, and scientists have uh, no idea how it was formed. They, to this day, cannot I, not identify a way that it was formed. They say it's natural. Like, oh, this is just naturally occurring. But that structure is nowhere else in the world. It's only in this place in northwestern Africa. So it's like, all right, you say it's natural. Don't you think something else like that would happen somewhere? Right. Like anywhere? Right. Nope. Only place it is. So one of the things that you got to uh, take into account of when – you're looking at this Rakat structure in the Sahara Desert, and you're thinking, there hasn't been water here for thousands of years. Right. How did Atlantis ever become there? So you go into the timeline of when Atlantis actually existed. So Plato finds out through Solon's notes, uh, and Solon says that the city had been destroyed 9,000 years earlier from the time that he visited Egypt. But Solon visited Egypt 2,600 years ago from the time that Plato is reading it. Uh, say that again. So 
Plato reads Solon's stuff. The notes. Yeah. Yeah. 2,600 years after he writes it. Okay. And Solon said that Atlantis was destroyed 9,000 years prior to him writing that note. Yes. So from the time Plato is reading it, it's 11,600 years later. Yes. And if you look up 11,600 years from the time that this happened, there was a climate catastrophe called the Younger Dryas Climate Catastrophe in which sea levels rose and fell extremely rapidly, and there was a massive extinction event. So people believe that uh, like it was almost a lesser version of what happened to the dinosaurs where a meteor hit the earth somewhere and there was massive flooding and then fires in some other places because of like molten rock that was coming down and just like huge, huge, huge extinction event goes on. Okay. And this is where you see like sea levels rising and falling so rapidly to the point of the Sahara Desert. The sands of the Sahara Desert used to be the sands of the sea. The Sahara Desert used to be covered in water. And so this massive extinction event lines up right at the time that Plato <laughs> says, hey, like, it got knocked out in one night. So if you're thinking a meteor hits this earth and there's a huge tsunami that comes out and it wipes out Atlantis all in one night. It's not, it's not like this didn't happen like, oh, you know, like sea levels rise you know like a couple inches now yeah, we're like whoa, yeah, yeah. whoa whoa i'm talking like this stuff rose the fastest Sheesh. anybody's ever seen so if you're looking at like catastrophic event it makes sense time-wise absolutely to exactly what plato and solon were saying yep yep so okay. you're like all right this is this is a little bit weird so then you go into you know why the why the rakat structure why do people believe this is the place that it was at so plato described atlantis as Alternating zones of sea and land, larger and smaller, encircling one another. So, like we said, kind of like a ring of land, a ring of water, a ring of land, a ring of water, a ring of land. Yep. If you look at the aerial view of the Rakat structure, you can see exactly where these rings of land were, and you can see, like, kind of dips in the middle where the rings of water used to be. Yep, that looks like it to and me. And it looks so, like, it, it says it exactly to the amount of rings, everything like that. It's just something, it's the first thing where you're like, all right, this is a little bit weird, you know, like, does kind of look exactly what this Plato guy was talking about. Right. So then you go into Plato describing how big it was. So Plato describes the diameter uh, of the outer circle by using a unit of measurement called a stadia. One stadia is 607 feet. <laughs> Okay. So he says that the outer, the diameter of the outer circle is 127 stadia. Holy cow. Which is 7,000 or 77,089 feet. If you convert, uh, I was going to ask you that feet to kilometers. If you take that 77,000 feet and convert it to kilometers, it is 23.496 uh, kilometers. If you take, the diameter of the outer circle of the eye of Rakat or the Rakat structure, it is 23 and a half kilometers. So Plato got it right to the 0.04 of a decimal. All right. So I'm looking it up here. Uh, in like American terms, it's like 14 and a half miles across. That's a pretty big, yeah, pretty big little piece of land right there. Yeah. But even for, even for Plato to get, 
the exact diameter of the outer circle. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, Exactly yeah. correct. Wild. To the point of where it is within hundredths of a decimal. It's like, okay, wait a second. How did how did those two things just line up? Yep. You know? Yep. It's one of those things where, like, it's too many coincidences. It's starting to get too coincidental where you're like, all right, this is more than just a coincidence. Maybe this guy actually, you know, was on to something here. So then... We're going into more descriptions of Atlantis from Plato. So these are all quotes. He said, The mountains of the island of Atlantis was celebrated for their number and size and beauty. The surrounding mountains of the city flowed with rivers, and this part of the island looked uh, toward the south and was sheltered from the north. If you look at a, an aerial view of the Rakat structure, there are mountains on the north side of it. There are dried rivers that you can see running down from the mountains. And the mountains face the south, exactly as Plato said they did. So if you're thinking, if you're thinking 11,000, 12,000 years ago, when these things were probably extremely luscious, had rivers flowing down into the city, like it's again, exactly as Plato described it. To yep. You can, yep. you can literally see the dried riverbeds running down from the mountains to the city. And it's one of those things where like, you're like, whoa, again, <laughs> too whoa. many things. Too many things are, you know, becoming coincidence about it. Plato also claimed that the city of Atlantis opened to the sea at the south. So again, if you're looking at a bird's eye view of this, it looks as though there's a giant mouth at the south of the end of the city yep. that the water would flow down into what was then the sea. So if you're looking at it, you're like, dang, this is, again, is another thing that he got exactly correct. Yeah. And so um, he's talking about all these things, and this is where it gets into kind of touching back at the beginning. Why is it such like a underwater sea-bearing city? Yeah. Because at the time, all this was, you know, surrounded by water. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that I said one of the people, something that somebody might point out is that I said that Plato com uh, commented on said the island of Atlantis. If you're looking at this and imagining water around the whole outside of this, it's technically, technically an, an island. island. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, also, if you look at just a giant overview of, like, northwestern Africa, it looks as though, like, you know when there's, like, water erosion and you can see, like, how, which way the water ran? Yeah. If you look at that northwest Africa, it looks like everything is being, like, pulled towards the sea, the Atlantic Ocean. So, you're like, whoa. Like, it looks as though, like, a giant tsunami came in and on the way back, it took everything back out to sea with it. And the whole, like, northwestern part of the Sahara Desert looks like it's just eroding into the sea. So now you're thinking, like, <laughs> let's, put, let's put two and two together. Okay. If there was that massive extinction event, swept everything out to sea. You know, it could actually be that Plato was right about this. And you're thinking, you know, this is why maybe, you know, we haven't found any, you know, remnants of this lost city. It's because we're kind of looking in the wrong spot. Uh-huh. And... Even to more put put more validity into this whole the Sahara used to be the sea and everything like that. Uh, Plato describes uh, Atlantis after the uh, catastrophic event that you know took him out all in one night. Says Atlantis is now part of the Atlantic, which is no longer accessible by ship. So why is it no longer accessible by ship? Because there's no water there anymore. So you can't even get to where Atlantis was because it's not accessible by ship. So, okay. 
Do you have more facts? I got a couple more. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you go and then I'll ask my questions. So then here are just a couple other things that were like very weird and uh, like strange. So if people were like, would like to, you know, argue against this and say, you know, the Sahara is like this dry, there's nothing there, you know, this Rakat structure, there's, there's nothing that like people couldn't have even lived there. Uh, Plato also claimed that there were elephants that roamed the city. Uh, they have found elephant remains and drawings of elephants on caves in the Rakat structure. Uh, they also found signs of a civil civilization, but like I said, why would anybody settle there in this, you know, remote part of the Sahara desert where you can't really grow any crops, you can't really do anything. Right. So there had to, at one point be something there that was desirable, you know? Uh, also, uh, Plato says that there was an abundance of metals, copper, and gold. Mauritania, the country that it's in now, uh, you want to guess what their three main exports are? <laughs> Iron, copper, and gold. That's pretty, uh, you know, pretty coincidental, okay. I guess. Yeah, that seems to add up again. So uh, a couple questions I have, uh, and I don't know if you know the answers to these or not, because, you know, as we've explained in the past, it's just us shooting off the cuff here. I, mm -hmm. I don't know anything coming into it. What's there now? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's just a desert. Just rock. And if you look at this, like, so the reason that this hadn't been, like, kind of theorized before, like, pretty recently is because if you look at this from above, you can clearly see, you know, the elevations in rock and everything like that. Right. But like you said, this is 14 miles wide. So when you're down on the ground, it looks like nothing. It looks like nothing's there. The only reason this was ever discovered is because astronauts in space saw this and were like, hey, what, what's going on there? They okay. call it, they call it the eye of the Sahara is what the astronauts named it. And it's how they, they, it's one of the landmarks that they use to determine where they are in space. And so this hadn't even been discovered because if you go there, it just looks like some like hills Yeah, and basically like dead rock. So it's like they didn't even think twice about it until someone saw it from above. And then they were like, oh, wait, we've all been there before. Like everybody's been there. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, the other thing was, I think at the beginning, didn't you say that the rings, did, did they say that they were man-made? Uh, scientists believe that the Rakat structure is naturally occurring. But there's nothing to prove them right, but there's also nothing to prove them wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just saying it because, like, they can't say that it's man-made, but they also, there's nothing backing them saying that it isn't man-made. So, similar to you, what you were saying at the beginning, this, I think, is definitely one of the top conspiracies, quote-unquote conspiracies, that I could for sure get behind. Um, I just don't understand that part of it. Like... Why isn't that anywhere else in the world if it was supposedly natural and if it was man-made, how the heck did they did they like dig and form that out so that they had these rings of water and rings of land? Yeah, that's what I, I mean I don't there, know. there's uh, there's a lot of questions going kind of both ways about that. but I think it almost scientists being like it, it's naturally occurring, but there's no, we don't know how it got made and we also there's nothing else in the world. I think that lends, credence to it actually being where atlantis could have been yeah because like 
oh, it's naturally occurring, but this guy, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago knew the outer diameter diameter of this circle. Right. Like, how did he know that? Right. It was naturally occurring, and you're telling me it hasn't, like, changed in, you know, thousands and thousands of years? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just think there's too many things where it's, like, they just don't add up for it to be natural and just, like, a random coincidence. Right. I think it has to be something that, like, they probably were right about this, you know? That would have been a crazy place to see back in its heyday when it was, like, working. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't I, I can't imagine, like, it just seems like such a cool concept of, like, the water and then the land and then the water and then the land and then the yeah. water and then the land. It's like... I just imagine, like, the guy living on, like, the edge of one water and, like, the edge of another being like, hey, you mind if I go to, like, Billy's house today? He lives <laughs> on, like, the inner circle. And then they're like, they're like, ah, yeah, sure, you know. <laughs> Head on over. Take the boat. <laughs> yeah, he just takes his little canoe and canoes his way over. But that was another thing. They did have, like, bridges to get from one to another. It wasn't like, hey, hop on the boat and go over there today. Still still pretty sweet. Uh, another thing that I want to bring up, uh, when you were going back about all of the, like, timeline of everything, um, 11,000 years ago is just so hard to comprehend. Time in general is just hard to comprehend. Like, we're in the year 2020. We're about to be in 2021. So, like, 2,000 years ago, we were at zero. And that seems like an eternity ago. And then to go another 9,000 years prior to that? I want. I forget the exact quote and the exact, uh, like, description of everything. But it was like, if you put the timeline of an Earth, of the Earth, out and you, you, you made it a mile long. The 2,000 years that have, we have had recorded history is as thin as a piece of paper on that timeline. <laughs> That's another like good fact. Just, just to think about that is like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like we've, And that's another thing that like, uh, it'll, it, we'll get into it more on a different Weird Wednesday of like, there, in my opinion, like there had to be, there had to be like something more that we just like have forgot about, you know? Like, we talk about the Egyptians as, like, the earliest, you know, civilization. There has to be somebody before them. Yeah. But then it also leads Keaton's to that, then. That that Egypt was a colony of Atlantis. Yeah. So you're talking about how is Egypt so technologically advanced? Well, how is Atlantis so technologically advanced? With the, you know, rings and everything like that. And how did they, you know, were were so good in the sea? It makes it seem like there's it lends a little more credence that they were actually like just that technologically advanced i guess isn't atlantis a water park today uh yeah it's in the the bahamas yeah you should have to like uh pass the atlantis check <laughs> in order to what go do you there know about it <laughs> pay pay homage to the original atlantis before you can go to new atlantis and also i'm pretty sure uh don't quote me on this but i think this is true so the Wikipedia page for the ricotte structure, you know how like anybody can edit a Wikipedia page? Yeah. The ricotte structure is locked down so that nobody can edit it besides like five people. You know what would be really smart is if Atlantis, the Atlantis water park had a ricotte structure-esque. Like a lazy river. Yeah. Just do like circles of it. Yeah. 
we so should be on the marketing team. Everyone there, everyone there would be like, "Wow, this is so cool!" But then, really, it's just like a tip of the cap to yeah. the old Atlantis. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> paying homage to our home. Hey, we're ideas guys, not execution guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Someone out there Amen go execute that. that. So that was pretty good. Like, like we said at the beginning, I think that's one that we can both get behind. Hopefully, you can too, as a listener. Yeah. So also, if uh, there is a really good YouTube video about it called uh the lost city of atlantis hidden in plain sight check it out check it out very interesting very cool there you go all right well jack appreciate the knowledge today of course another good uh weird wednesday in the books we will be back on friday with a jam-packed episode you're not going to want to miss it so be sure to tune in then thank you for listening today be sure you're giving us those follows on social media and uh, the five-star rating and reviews. You'll get your shout-out when they come in. Spreading the good word about Miller Lite. In the meantime, though, we'll catch you on Friday, like we said. And keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.